Singing Sun 41. Yeah. Did you always hate? Yeah, you always hated Sun 41. Uh, Fat Lip was okay. Yeah. And then everything else. (laughs) That's such a dad thing to say. Are you listening to the Fat Lip? (laughs) That Fat Lip was good. (laughs) No. It was one of those things. um, My biology partner um, knew that I hated. In, is it in too deep or something like that? Yeah. So we'd sing it to enrage me during. Uh, in too deep was hours. annoying just because of the amount that it was played. Um, yeah. But I, I liked some forty one. I was very much like a pop pop punk kind of kid. Is it pop punk or punk rock? I or, don't know. I don't Skater, know. It's jazz. it's 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 such a blend of weird stuff because and and people like Dave Grohl confuse it even more because he insists that the Foo Fighters is punk rock. And I never really thought Foo Fighters was punk rock. I'd say Nirvana was punk as well, or Soundwave or something. Yeah, yeah. Wave. It's, I don't know. It's, something. it's grunge, isn't it, Nirvana? Check yeah. shirts and depression. Kind of. Yeah. Well, did, did you see Post Malone? Uh, was it last week? No. Do you is know that, Post Malone? Is that like Postman Pat? Kind of, but with more face tattoos. He does, um, he's like a... I think he's a... He's definitely a musician. I just, oh, I is he the one that touches kids? I listened to enough. That what? Is, is, he the, is, he the, is he the one that had the inappropriate relationship with, like, a, a minor? I don't think so. Weird, f- funny hair, face tattoos. He donated I mean, a load of money to a kid's charity last week and they gave it back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to condemn him, but uh, he seems like a nice guy. Well, we, uh, we, uh, we, we do have the power. I know exactly who I'm thinking of. Let me, <laughs> let me just Google Pat, it real quick. Post and Pat like, delivered loads of inappropriate parcels to loads Post of unwitting Malone. children. Post Malone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. No. No, it's not him. No, I was thinking not of someone him. else. They look <laughs> similar, though. They oh, look right. similar. The guy I'm thinking of has green hair. Oh, Jack Jacksepticeye, yeah. eh? Yeah. Never mind. No. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Post sorry. Malone. Um, Post Malone. I haven't heard much of his music, to be fair, but he's done a lot of, like, podcasty stuff. Um, been on guests on loads of different podcasts. But he did a live charity fundraiser uh, performing, uh, doing, like, a Nirvana concert. Yeah. Like, just co- covered loads of Nirvana songs with Travis Barker from Blink-182. Mm-hmm. I think it's 182 anyway, and some other guys. And um, hearing another person sing a lot of Nirvana songs was very strange. There's one about, a, he did About a Girl, which was pretty good. Mm. But everything else was like, this feels very weird. Yeah. But there's all, everyone interprets music in different ways. Yeah, there, there's certain stuff Punk that, um, and, and I think it's different to everybody. I think it depends what it means to you, but stuff like Nirvana, it feels kind of untouchable. It's like when people, it's, 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 or it's maybe specific songs, I don't know, but it, it's like when people cover, I've heard people cover Bohemian Rhapsody, and I'm just like, don't yeah. cover Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, yeah. Uh, Maynard uh, from Tool covered um, Bohemian Rhapsody with Pucifer, and it was like, it was good, but it was good because it was like, it was a different song. Like, mm. it, was, it wasn't like, we're trying to be Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like, we're just going to do Bohemian Rhapsody because we think it's fun. Yeah. So let's yeah. do it. it, kind of, it kind I, of that's worked. the thing at the end of the day. Do what you want, I guess. Like, yeah. it's it's that argument that I have with myself, which is just like, yeah, just let people do whatever the fuck they want. But at the same time, don't, don't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says it's an op- it's again, the music means different things to different people, but you'd expect musicians who like love music to see it in a, in a bigger way. I mean, they, I think, did you watch uh, Antiviral Wipe this week? No. No, what? No, you ever watched? Uh, do you find a Charlie Brooker? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? Is he got? Is that his show? I haven't heard anything yeah, he about did, it. Yeah, uh, he did like weekly. He did wipe, news wipe and weekly wipe. wipe, and he does the yearly wipe and all that stuff. Yeah, he used to, and then he, he's been brought back to do a coronavirus wipe, <laughs> uh, which came out on <laughs> Thursday or something like that. Right. But yeah, apparently, loads of pop stars have been releasing motivational songs. Like Lady Gaga's been releasing emotional tributes. That I just didn't really realize so i don't know uh, I well i know i knew i knew about something. the the weird what was that shit one that happened a while ago imagine i know a bunch of them did imagine and that was terrible yeah but i think they're all like actors so yeah they were like, they're all actors like, apart Ferrell from did it you're like all right yeah that serious and sarah silverman was in it i think a bit yeah. um but then i think a load of comics did in the same vein 
but like in all seriousness. Um, <laughs> they, they perform delirious. <laughs> they, they, segments. Oh God, I can't remember which one it was, but they did a Weird Al song, and it was like it was it was this oh. week something something about eating something about starving. I can't remember what it is. I can't I can't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did they did a really serious version of a Weird Al song. It was uh, <laughs> it was quite That's good. Funny. That's a good it's a good response. Yeah, kind of works. And Sarah uh, Silverman yeah. was in it again. <laughs> she's like, everywhere. She's, yeah. I'll do all of them. Yeah. Well, I'm Sarah Silverman's great. So she's, she's got a comedy stamp of approval. Yeah. I think she's pretty cool. But yeah, how's your week been? Uh, good. Uh, yeah, busy again. Like, more. I'm, I feel like I'm busy? doing... I feel like I'm working, like, just more than fucking ever at the minute. Like, 50, 60 hours. <laughs> like, it's just... Which, for me, is a lot. Yeah, well, you've got a life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's 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 fucking exhausting. Um, but I don't know. Like, apart from that's the thing. Like, I I feel like I'm kind of in a bubble for like a full week, and then I step out of it and talk to you, and you're like, "What's happened?" And I'm like, "I don't know." I've just been things. <laughs> yeah, just been mindlessly walking through life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The weeks are yeah, absolutely fair. flying. It's fucking man. Like I, I understand people getting bored in their houses if they're stuck and whatever. But like two mm. months to me has absolutely disappeared. <laughs> what well, do you think it's been productive at least? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. So it's not just like being busy. It's like I don't know, get getting stuff done, mm. getting stuff done. Yeah, been a weird one for me this week. Weird week. Well, not we. It's just more. Uh, been trying to figure out how to talk about this on the podcast, or how to talk about it with other people, I guess. Right. But because it's a, it's somewhat taboo. But um, I don't think it should be. But it, it kind of feel like it is. Uh, yeah, I've been speaking for the past month or so. I've been chatting with old friends about you know life mm. and trying to get in touch with stuff. And uh, there was a weird realization where. Hang on, sorry, let me just. Turn this off. Uh, yeah, there's a weird realization where <clears throat> we were talking about just previous relationships, and I've been very open about like old relationships in terms of like I've been in a few toxic relationships, I've been in a lot of bad relationships, but we got talking quite openly about the idea that we had been in abusive relationships. Okay. Which is quite a weird, it's a weird term, abuse, I think, because if you look up the dictionary definition, I was surprised to realise that there was a lot, I've been in a lot of abusive relationships, but I'd always just put them down to people are just fucked up and weird. Yeah. But you kind of can't really escape the idea that I'm, there's a lot of damage within me, like floating around. Oh, yeah. I'm screaming at people on the street. I'm uncomfortable in hospital waiting rooms when there's supportive families around. Yeah. I find that strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a, there's a weird thing. It's, it's uh, so... Yeah, I came to a weird realisation that, yeah, I've been in a number of... I've experienced a lot of abuse, I guess is the word. But do you know what I mean? It's a weird, tarred brush. Like, yeah. I'm six foot four. Not many people have physically abused me successfully. Yeah. But I've been in a lot of situations where I could have, uh, you know, the, the phys- uh, physical threats were an issue. Well, with guys, but, they always say it's like mental, more mental yeah. abuse, I guess. Yeah, and there, there's def, there's 150% been uh, loads of uh, mental or psychological abuse. But I just never really thought to label it like that. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, ah, it's just something that happens. Um, or something that, that happens and you just kind of like figure out how to deal with it. But the interesting thing was, I think that's made a lot more sense about how, why I feel uncomfortable, you know, making my bed without a machete you know what i mean like there's and like why i don't give a fuck about politics why i don't care about these bigger issues or in quotes bigger issues because it's like well you know there's more short-term problems in the world that i've become incredibly aware of so trying to figure out well who's going to be the next you know uh, water mp of china i don't care it doesn't make any sense to me but Something funny happened. This is all leading up to the funniness. Uh, I went on to, because I thought, well, I didn't realise that I'd been through this kind of stuff. And the realisation that I've been, th- I've experienced this has made me more aware and more uh, therapeutic in terms of exploring it. So I'd be like, hey, how do I kind of spread the word? Hey, if, you, if you're a guy, especially, I think it's specifically uh, male abuse as well, seems to be uh, more relevant to me. Because I can't talk about domestic abuse 
in a lot of different situations. But hey, if there's guys out there that have experienced bad times and they don't really realise why, then mm. maybe they should look into it. So I looked into a charity organisation called Mankind.org and uh, was uh, trying to figure out contact information. Weird note, there's, um, they're only open, they've got a phone line that's open eight hours a day, Monday to Friday. So if you're being abused during the week, during yeah. the work day, then it's all good. Yeah. But if you're um, on a weekend or something, it's kind of screwed. So I try, tried to get into contact with them. I was like, have they, have they got an email? Have they got a web chat? Have they got something like that? And there's a button at the top, uh, there's a button um, at the, around the top of the page that says, click here to escape. I was like, oh, <laughs> so like trying extreme. To, yeah, so I was like, oh, maybe that's the contact information. It's like, you know, kick here to start the journey. It just closes the window. It just closes the whole window. <laughs> <laughs> Which at the time, oh. I was coming to terms with maybe I've been, a, maybe I've suffered abuse my whole life. Just maybe a this is a glimmer of false hope. Yeah, explains all this stuff. It's like, oh, look, I can escape. <laughs> Click on it, it just sends you to Google. You're like, go, go, Google your problems away. <laughs> there is no escape there's just nothing and it, did, it took me a while to realize because i looked at a bunch of other sites that it's um, a panic button if you're looking at the oh. website with an abusive partner in the room right and they're like walking towards you quick click here and they that, won't know that makes complete sense yeah but i didn't realize that straight away <laughs> i was just laughing my ass <laughs> just, just maybe oh maybe this is maybe there's hope maybe there's something oh Oh, oh no! <laughs> nope. See ya. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, that just that just made me laugh more than it should have. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, it got me. I've been going through a weird um, self-management and self-exploration phase of just going through and trying to figure out how to um, different things. I realised um, I've talked about being switched on quite a lot, right? And how I think everybody needs to switch on, and most people don't. And uh, sorry, just to finish off the uh, abuse segment. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, ten years ago, I ended a abusive, rela- a, a, a genuine, pretty bad abusive relationship. And I knew this when one, I right? Ended it. Sorry, I think I I knew this one, right? Yeah, 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 you knew yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah. And um, when I ended it, I consciously re- I consciously made the decision to turn myself off, as in to switch off um, and could, like, shut down a load of different emotions and stuff like that. I remember consciously doing it, and I remember thinking, "I'll be like God, Doctor Cox." That was my uh, that was my realization at the time. I'll just be like <laughs> suppress yeah. rage and just yeah. kind of bring it out. That was my role model at the time. Um, so I remember doing that, and I think that now as I've reached this kind of realization of understanding a lot of different stuff, I've been like, oh, I can feel myself kind of switching back on again, kind of powering back up, which feels kind of good. And it's because I now understand loads of things um, about myself, or I've been able to explain or understand different parts of my personality. Mm. Like, I mean, self-image has never been a thing for me. And I used to put it down to just incredible confidence but apparently, like, not caring about your self-image is apparently a side effect of psychological warfare. Yeah, Like, yeah. I don't... It, I've, and this is the thing. This is why I think it's a weird terminology of I've gone through a lot of abuse. Because I think abuse just feels like you're more... Um, you've suffered more, right? I don't feel like I've suffered. I feel like I've experienced. So when I say, like, oh, I'm a victim of abuse, you just be like... I don't. I, there are other people who are real, who are more victims of abuse than I. So how can I? It's a weird kind of terminology. But in terms of uh, yeah, just cate- just realizing well, this could explain a bunch of different things. Opens it up to well, if you weren't this way before, and then you've suddenly started taking on bad habits. Maybe it's not a personality flaw. Maybe it's uh, ex- like something that you've that's happened to you that you're able to fix. Mm. So that's kind of been quite interesting. So, but looking into more into switching on every day. Okay. I think it is a genuine ritual you have to do. Now, for those who don't, I've written a little bit of an example. Uh, for those who don't realize what switching on is, the best example I can give is um, say you're in a bar or a pub. I mean, this is before the global crisis, but you're, you're in, a, you're in a, a public place and you meet eyes with your with a, with a, with a, a sexual partner across the room, and you realise she's going to be my next victim. 
Right, as soon as you... <laughs> as soon as that happens, loads of calculations go through your head, right? What's the size of her corpse going to be? Will she be missed? You know, how moisturised is, ta- moisturized is her skin? Does she moisturise enough? Does she exfoliate? Is it going to stick to me when I start to wear it? You know, all these different... Um, th- this process starts in your mind when you encounter any, any large task such as capturing and uh, beheading a, a stranger. Um, you then start to get to work. You get this pre... You know, you start to realise stuff, you start to plan stuff, and then you get to work. And the thing, when you, when you get to work on a project, if there's a clear objective and then there's clear progress towards that objective, you're incredibly productive. That fo- you're, you're zoned in, you're switched on to the task at hand, you're able to do it. Same as if you're going to clean your house... Um, how are you going to get the bloodstains out? You know, there's scratch marks on the walls. You need to figure out what room to do, what room to start with, and how you're going to progress. You know, how many bin bags does she get, is she going to, just going to need to fit in? All these kind of kind of things. So it's uh, it's just a night. It's, it's switching on for me. It's just being activated and being present about pursuing a project. I mean, I've said before, I switched on when I went to Tesco to pick up my wallet because I was like, I could be attacked at any moment. <laughs> you know, you have to be zoned in. You have to be like, what are my escape routes? Yeah. You know, is there enough fuel in the car? You know, which, if they attack from the right, what do I do? If they attack from the left? Just being very present in the moment. But genuinely, uh, uh, this ha- you get this happening with loads of different things. Take showering, for example. If you shower, If you don't shower at the start of your day, you're going to have a different experience of the start of your day until you shower than if you were to wake up and shower straight away. Mm. That's, that's just a personal experience of terms of if I shower in the afternoon as opposed to showering in the morning, my morning feels different. I don't feel like I've started the day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, I completely understand. I, I have, so I'll have a very different morning if I get out of bed and get dressed straight away as opposed to going downstairs first and having to come yeah. back and get dressed later on because that action in itself is the start of your day sort yeah. of yeah and i used to put it down to oh people need rituals people need habits people need this and that's weak weak um but uh, there's a definite subconscious thing that goes on where your brain will try as it's best to avoid uh, will procrastinate the best that it can before doing a task because your body just wants to sleep all day if your body had the choice, it would just stay laid down because it's safe. You're yeah. going to recover. You yeah, know, you, don't you take the path kind of, of least resistance Yeah, that will still allow you to survive because that's all your body cares about. Am I still yeah. alive? I mean, take running, for example. I've got a friend who started um, running uh, efficiently. as in, I think doing it for like 30 days straight now. And I was trying to explain that the, the weird mental gap you have of like, oh, I don't really want to go running today. That feel when you when you overcome that and you do go running, you feel incredible. But mm. you go, where's the logic in that, right? Your body knows that if you go running, you're going to be feeling much much better. You're going to be feeling more endorphins. You're going to be you're going to be more awake, more senses. Everything's going to be happening. But your body just doesn't want to do it because it's something to do. And you'd be like, no, 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 I just want to sleep. Yeah. And that's the difference. Is I think it's it's, it's uh, you have to. That's the difference. That's a metaphorical difference between your subconscious and your conscious mind, and which do you want to lead, or how do you make them connect? Which is kind of switching on in my mm. example, because your subconscious may want to go, may, uh, may want to go up, but your conscious wants to stay in. You may feel feeling lazy. There's all these different as- there's all these different aspects of your personality or your self that need to all work together in order to be 100% productive. So you've got your physical self, I've said that, your subconscious, so like, like all your emotions and, and shit. And uh, yeah, your conscious mind, just uh, thinking. Just those three as an example, they all need to be in sync to do something. And on a subconscious level, something like getting dressed, getting showered, and something to officially start your day, I think uh, is way more beneficial than... Uh, I had considered before because yes you will be switched on in a fight or flight situation like picking up your wallet from Tesco right how many people do you have to kill will you be able to escape but I think on a day to day you still need to make those efforts to switch on to kind of be like right no yeah start I've started this has begun now I need to figure out how I'm going to proceed with the rest of the day as opposed to the natural procrastination thing yeah well like when you were when you were in full like terminator mode when mm. when like the whenever uni. the fuck that was yeah uni yeah. like that 
lifestyle you had was very reliant upon routine. Yeah. Well, just more than routine as well. I think it was a clear goal. And I think as well, there's a difference when you're younger, because I think there's an idea in your head that you, you decide upon when you're young. And I say young as when you're a teenager, for example, that, right, life's actually going to begin when I'm 21. Yeah. So everything else before that isn't irrelevant, but it's like preparation. And you, you, you organize, I organized it in my head as when I leave university, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. So when I get to that point, I'm going to be doing all of this preparation stuff, even though it's taxing. I mean, I, there were points where I was going to the gym three times a day. Mm. Um, which was great, uh, which was really, really good, really, really productive, and fought off my diabetes for a while. Uh, but uh, it was the, the, the way that I'd organised it in my mind. You just go like, yeah, no, this makes sense. Let's do X, Y, Z, so then you can get to the finish line. And now that we're past the age of 21, there's this weird rationalisation that loads of people make of like, if I was going to do this, I would have done it by now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm just not... Uh, what's that? Uh, you know, all the best people died when they were 27. So I, I'm older than 27. So I'm not one of the best people. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a load of those different rationalizations, which makes sense because you're no longer preparing for life. Life is now. You should be in, in diving into it right now. Yeah. So why would you prepare? Well, it's just you pe- need to people talk now? about themselves as though they're not malleable, as though they're this yeah. fixed thing. Like, oh, I'm not the kind of person that would do that. I'm not the kind of person that does that. And it's like, no, but like you grew into what you are now, which means that you compounded a bunch of habits and different scenarios into what you are now. So what would it take to make you that kind of person that you're saying you're not? Yeah. That would go to the gym and exercise often, that would eat properly and and have a good work ethic and everything. Mm. But it makes sense, right? Because like... People get distracted in their early 20s, so then they kind of get to a poor throughout the whole of life, really. But in our example, just distracted in your early 20s, where you kind of get to points like, um, okay, and, uh, and, and I'm here now. I was in a mm. relationship that ended. I was in a relationship, now we're married. Uh, you have all this kind of weird different things. You just kind of wake up one day when you kind of actually, I wouldn't, I'd say I didn't become an adult till I was at least 25. But even then I would say like, even now I'd be like, now I start to feel like I'm an adult. Yeah. No, that's the thing. It, t- it definitely took me longer. Um, yeah. And I think, I, I think uh, this is, this isn't, uh, I, I don't say this is a cop out. I, th- I think it's just how it is. Like men do mature like slower than much slower than women like i know Mm. girls that had their shit together at like 22 and that Mm. still have their shit together now and it did never faded it never slipped when it's it's and and but at that same thing i think it's a thing of kind of getting getting things in order right away not necessarily having like a long-term goal but just seeing the kind of person that you want to be and then figuring out later on what that will allow you to achieve yeah well just 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 switching on i think like i think you get into a, a phase i think everybody goes through a phase where they are unproductive for a long period of time it's mm. just mine's been 10 years um but like there's a weird activation point where you just be like well you know yes um i should have been ready when i was 21 but i wasn't the, you know loads of things didn't go right so then you go well what's the answer and i think a lot of people's answer is the path of least resistance the physical aspect of well i'm just going to keep on doing what i'm doing now and then some kind of divine intervention will come and make me sort my life out right i mean take having children that's that becomes another phase of right in nine months or six months i'm going to have a child so i'm going to have to prepare for these six months to start my life at that point and then when you get there's other checkpoints in life that occur but if you don't and what i would classify those are as are kind of divine intervention just life gives you objectives that you have Mm. to figure out instead of yourself giving yourself objectives yeah um so yeah i think there's a there's a whole period where people just kind of bob around doing nothing kind of getting by and they don't engage they don't switch on and decide to become effective yeah that's how i would phrase it i think people trying to figure out that every day People just kind of see how, and I'm 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 guilty of this as well. Is that like you you have a goal for yourself, but I I see how difficult it is to get there, and it, and it puts me off doing it. Um, mm. And uh, like this, it's it's because we've been doing all this weird gardening shit 
recently, but I heard, <laughs> like I I heard radishes. What? No, yeah. I there was there was a guy talking about he was talking about trees or something. And he he said um, like the best the the best time to plant a tree is seven years ago. The next best time mm. is now. I've heard that phrase somewhere. And it yeah. it, it but but it, it it makes sense. Like if something's difficult to do or, or is going to be hard to do now, it's going to be infinitesimally more difficult to do it tomorrow or next mm. week or whatever. Because the more you do the same thing, the more you tread the same roads, like the more you ingrain those habits in your head. And if they've been there for 10 years, it's going to be more difficult for you to get them out of your system when they've been there for 15 years. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's better to like just face how difficult things are now as opposed to waiting for them to get worse if you actually want to be a different person or be a better person or whatever. Yeah. So I think I think that explains the excuses you make to yourself as opposed to there's a lot of there's a reason where you've got an objective but you make excuses to avoid it or to not do it. Yeah. But I think there's also another aspect where people they make plans in their mind that they don't actually want to do. I mean we've said before um running, right? Mm. I think uh, you started running a while ago. Uh, there's not if sometimes there's a feeling of well I should really start running. I think that's what I should do and it might not necessarily be what you actually want you're actually trying to prepare to put in the time to achieve something that you don't necessarily want on a deep level yeah. so, and I think that's also a level of confusion that people get to have been like well you know it's about time I started enjoying Marmite so I'm just going to start ordering a <laughs> fuck ton of Marmite and then uh, that's going to Oh, you know, you either love it or you hate it, right? I've got to pick a side. You know, it's just like, you don't have to do that. You just need, the first good thing to do is to figure out what it is you actually want. And and that's a whole big process. I, I went through a phase in my early 20s when I thought I wanted to be an actor. I would still like to act, but I don't want to be an actor. I never wanted to be um, an actor all the time. I wanted to be a performer, right? I wanted to be a somewhat of a writer and I wanted, there was definitely a performance side that I was doing and I was confusing that with acting. And I would still act today, but it wasn't, it wasn't my primary driving force until one point I sat down and was like, actually, I'd rather perform this than... Shakespeare. I would actually rather go and perform to this kind of crowd rather than to a theatre kind of crowd. And it, it, there's a whole process of, of a confusing process of when you're young, you make a plan and you feel obligated to stick to that plan. I, my example I've given before is I decided I didn't like eggs when I was six and I didn't change that decision until I was 20 because yeah. I made that decision already. I don't like eggs. You know, <laughs> Moving like, on. Well, who, who made it? That yeah. six-year-old, you know, that wise six-year-old that knew, you know, <laughs> was just like, no, just take it every day to try to figure out um, what it, to reevaluate your belief system and figure out what it is you want. So, yeah, I think there's another whole process of genuinely int- going introspective and figuring out what it is you actually want, then make the plan and then don't make excuses when it comes to doing the plan. So, and what helps with that is trying to align your subconscious, your conscious, and your physical self. The pyramid of power! Um, <laughs> just trying, just little things. I mean, uh, I can't remember the example I gave before, but there's loads of examples in my life of um, what's the fable of the lion and the mouse with the thorn in his paw? The lion's got a thorn in his paw or something. Yeah. And then a mouse comes and takes the thorn out of the paw of the lion, and the lion was like, oh, leave me alone. Yeah. There's a, there's a weird subconscious thing that goes along when you're in pain that you justify being in pain. Even if it's physical pain, this, I've noticed, I've said before, I've got some joint issues at the moment that I'm getting tested for soon. Um, but um, it was encroaching on whenever I wash my hands. My hands are really dry because I'm washing my hands with a new soap, whatever. I started moisturizing my hands. I felt better about my life. Mm. You know, it's a stupid thing. And it's, it's like, no, your happiness shouldn't rely on moisturized hands. But it was a um, self-love that I gave myself and a, and a self-management. It was like, this is actually taking care of yourself. Yeah. You're making progress towards managing your own physical being and managing your, your health. And it was just like, well, when I started doing that, I was like, well, you know, I should probably get... A, I used to do lots of... Um, self-management when I was in Terminator mode, whatever you say, which was years ago when I was properly uh, in the zone, I'd say, for a number of years where I was just head down and, and working on a task where I was just like, you know, yeah, I should start um, taking care of my body and taking care of myself again. I mean, 
it's a it's a small thing, but it, I was surprised at how maybe I'm just in a bad place. But I was I was surprised at how much of a difference starting to take physical um, care of yourself actually started to propel me towards a clearer way of thinking. Little, just little things like showering in the morning, washing, you know, moisturising your hands, whatever it is. But there's this active thing of the difference was my project is now me because I realised that there was things about me that I could potentially change. Mm. and I would be better about changing that. So that's where it ties into abuse. It's just, uh, oh, yeah, there was a lot of character characteristics that I've experienced. I can either hold on to them, and I was holding on to them before, because I was like, eh, it's damage. It's whatever it is. But now that I kind of go like, I didn't have this damage before. I've had it because of X, Y, Z. I'm able to change it, so start working towards that. And I've had a, a productivity increase in my mind. And it's about now trying to maintain it by every day switching on, actively working that muscle to try and start looking after yourself. So, yeah, strange week, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, small thing. Um, yeah, I mentioned... Uh, again, it's a weird taboo sub subject, but if I can realise and benefit from the realisation that I have suffered abuse in abusive relationships and that's given me a positive. There's a weird part of me that's like, hey, there's loads of other people out there that are probably feeling exactly how I was and still am, but haven't even questioned to think, oh, you know, maybe I was abused. So if you want to, yeah, it was mankind.org.uk. They've got um, a good, they've got an escape button, if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, they've got uh, a phone line that's open Monday to Friday, I think, 9 till 5, something like that. The number I'll put on the screen, um, but uh, and for the listeners, it's 01823 334 244. UK listeners them, this is, isn't it? UK listeners, yeah. yeah. Um, I did email the guy because I was like, you know, what? it didn't make any sense to me that there was only hotlines for this kind of thing during the day, during the work week. I guess it does make sense because for people to man it, etc. But I did email them and was like, is there a 24-hour thing? Is there an email address um, that you're able to do? And they were kind of, they kind of said, no, but maybe we'll subscribe to your podcast. I told them, <laughs> I didn't tell them the name of our podcast. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I thought it'd be weird if we started getting monitored by an abuse charity. Yeah. Um, no. Given all the weird shit that we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a weird, there's a weird thing. And, and the journey as well, because I think I had this realisation like... Monday or Tuesday morning and I was like oh that'd be an interesting thing to talk about there's a funny escape story to go into that but there's a weird taboo there's a weird brush that you feel yourself be painted by where I thought if I tell the world that I have suffered a lot of abuse they'll look at me differently mm. it's a weird and, and I don't care about the way that they look at me differently but it was an interesting hesitation about being open and honest about something and I've been open and honest about loads of random shit uh, on the podcast before so, in an, in an effort to kind of de-taboo it, just be like, yeah, it's an, it, everyone experiences these things. It's about how you move forward about uh, going on with it. I think, that, I think the issue that a lot of people have with stuff like that is they almost feel... Um, they, they, a lot of the time, they almost feel like a fraud for admitting, for, for, for talking about it. Yeah. Beca because, like, well, I think... By that definition, I have been abused. Not me. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. royal, royal me, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, but I haven't had it as bad as this guy and this guy and this this guy's had a horrible yeah, yeah. life. Um, yeah. And and I think th there's probably like a thing of like, well, if I can't, if I don't have as much cause to complain as those guys, then maybe I really shouldn't sh sh shouldn't complain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's the key difference is like because I have, exp I'd say um, it's a weird competition, right? But I've definitely suffered through some very uh, controversial psychological um, abuse um, throughout my life. But there's also elements where I've been in relationships that were just like, this person's crazy. This person's just crazy and I'm dealing with crazy. You know what? People are crazy. I'm just going to move on. So, and, and by moving on, I didn't realize that. Uh, uh, I was able to properly delete that experience. Mm. I mean, like completely move forward on it. Just something as simple as, um, yeah, I think the example I gave was self-image. And be like, just, uh, yeah, just don't let that affect you. As in, you acknowledge why you're experiencing something and then figure out how to tackle it and move forward. Because, yeah, I, me saying that I was, this, again, feels very strange to keep on saying it, but I agree with you. If if someone claims themselves to be a victim of abuse, 
there's so many, it's such a large spectrum that you automatically go towards the top end, which is like stabbing and setting people on fire. But you go, you go like, it's just, it's important to look at the whole picture and be like, not to see yourself as a victim. Because again, I don't see myself as experiencing any victimness, but, but I experience my, I, I think I've, experienced things rather than suffered things not because i'm a stronger person but because it just affected me in a different way mm. so it's not that anybody else would go through it better or worse it's just i've exper- i've gone through bad things like the idea of grief right uh grief will affect the most direct the most close related people to the person who's passed but it's still going to affect the people related to the people experiencing the grief it doesn't mean that it's the same grief. It just means that it's got a ripple effect that's going to cause problems. So if you if somebody passed away that you don't know the person, but you're friends with the person who knew them, you're going to experience some kind of side effect of witnessing somebody going through grief. Yeah, It's going to have another kind of ripple effect. So it's not classing yourself as the victim or classing yourself as uh, the the sufferer. It's just like, no, that was a thing that happened in my life and I should address it. Whether it was traumatic or not, it could have just caused you in a negative way. Just be like, you know what, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to figure out how to deal with it. Yeah. So, weird self-reflective week. Yeah. But biggest uh, biggest uh, thing that I've pulled from it is, yeah, I, re- I because of realizing all that stuff, I remembered actively switching off, actively disengaging with myself. Um, in an effort to protect myself from emotional pain and I can feel myself kind of switching back on and there's a bunch of different things that I did in order to get myself switched on Mm. and it's important to do that every day even if it is just waking up and having a shower and starting your day yeah feels like a very productive message that I feel isn't really uh, I couldn't find broadcast anyway really so I was like ah it's a good if somebody told me that I'd be like yes I agree with that maybe I'll start doing that so yeah maybe could reach somebody yeah well, I mean, like habit and routine is the it's 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 how we function, really. Like it's it's mm. what makes things easier, even the things that seem difficult to some people. Like you have like um, people go on about guys like The Rock and guys like uh, Joe Rogan, and be like, how in the fuck do they fit so much into their day? And it's like, well, it, it didn't happen all at once. They mm. solidified one habit and then they solidify the next, and then they solidify the next. And over years and years of that, and like a good work ethic, and none of them, no one who has that kind of lifestyle has said, hey, this shit's easy. Um, But they do make a point of being like, anybody can do it. It's not easy, but it's, it's compounding habits and routines and like a bunch of stuff to the point where um, you're doing so much stuff, but it's it's automatic for you as a person to be doing so much stuff. Yeah, there's definitely an aspect of that. I just think that there's a step before. I think um, before you engage in your daily habits and your daily routines, you need to activate, you need to engage, you need to become present in, in when you wake from waking up from being in a different situation or whatever. So before these people go through their daily habits, I'm sure there's some kind of mental checklist you go through just to be like, right, what do I need to do today? Okay, how am I going to do it? okay, right, I need some. I need to begin. A lot of people say, oh, my day starts when I drink a cup of coffee, or <laughs> I drink, my day starts when I have a shower. It's just, whatever it is, whatever it is, there needs to be a thing that signifies the start of your day. Yeah. Because then you can start to plan your, ha- your habits. Because if you, even if you have those habits, you can be like, I'll do them today, but I'll get around to it. Or yeah. But I'll, I'll put it off on some way. There needs to be some kind of adult, right? No, now I have to engage. So I'm going to start my day, and this is how I'm going to do it. Even if it's something like shaving, you know, whatever, it's not like I'm only avoiding the terms habit and ritual because I feel like before you perform the ritual, you need to get in the headspace to perform the ritual. Mm. So it's something about doing that. And again, maybe that is something about the place that I'm in at the moment that I'm not in that place by default. But I find that to be a good target already is to be like, no, just every day start you need to start every day and switch on and engage with stuff rather than i'll get around to it 
Yeah. Anyway, on that note, uh, yeah, I've got a spare couch, so I was trying to figure out whether I should set fire to it or not. Um, <laughs> I did Google it. I just found the answer quite funny because I was like, well, I've got this spare couch. It's just on its side on the end of the room. Let's clean up my headspace. Let's clean up my living room. You know, maybe I could just set fire to it. Um, I found this blurb as the first answer from Google. Just as logs would sit in a fire pit, so do couches. Especially if it's drenched in kerosene or gasoline or just lit with a match. Then it says, many couches burn in 15 minutes or less, though the ones with box springs do take longer. It makes sense, metal burns slower than wood. Yeah. Uh, pleather and vinyl couch- couches are avoided because they smell bad and they sometimes explode. So it's another good reason to be switched on in your day-to-day. I was going to burn a couch in my garden. I didn't realise it could possibly explode. You know, I mean, we set fire to that TV at uni and that yeah, exploded. But like, not really, it just popped. Yeah, but it, but it was a it was a weird pop. moment because it sounded like it was going to get a lot worse. Yeah, it's, there was it's a screech increased. <laughs> yeah, like a like someone had like switched a bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like something powering weird. up. But it was yeah. I think the vacuum inside the TV just compressing or whatever. And then yeah, but then at the same time we put actual fireworks in the bin and in the shed and this is true. Put a bag on one, flame. it shot into a tree and nearly set the tree on fire. That was great. Yeah, set, tried to light a rocket that I'd accidentally really <laughs> wedged into the ground. Too far into the ground. <laughs> well, you meant to put it in a tube that's in yeah. the ground. I just put the stick in the ground. <laughs> so it just set fire, stood in place, and then exploded. <laughs> Everyone else ran back into the house. <laughs> yeah. And you were in the hedge. Yeah. Uh, so a good reason to switch on is uh, you start to think twice about setting fire to your furniture without realising that they could explode. Uh, some other news articles I've got, um, but I'll burn through them because we spent 43 minutes laughing about abuse. Um, a bull with an itchy ass knocked a transformer off an electricity pole as he tried to scratch his backside. Cut power to 800 homes. So... <laughs> If anything, that ball was too switched on. <laughs> How am I going to deal with this problem? My ass is itching, and that's a transformer. <laughs> Put them together. Let's do this. Yeah, it's that weird. In, like uh, a ball doesn't have a concept of like what that thing the does. Yeah, 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 like yeah. and it doesn't know what power is. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. There's no concept of what human life is. Is this? Is the? Is there stuff that like humanity does that has a bigger picture effect on cosmic entities that we don't know or understand in that same yeah. respect where we're just scratching our ass and we're destroying lives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The owner of the bull said she was amazed that Ron had even survived. I mean, there's that other aspect as well. Like, we're destroying the world by scratching our asses, and it's kind of amazing that we're still alive. <laughs> Ron the bull. <laughs> Cut power to three villages. <laughs> oh, Ron. <laughs> you cheeky bastard. Uh. Uh, this next article <clears throat> uh, follows on from, I think, last week, when you were saying... Um, yeah, a woman asked, didn't think she looked like a deer and got killed by an alligator or something. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, on a similar vein, a woman illegally entered Yellowstone National Park and fell into a hot spring while taking pictures. Okay. Um, oh, did if you she... don't know what a hot spring is, it's How an hot? incredibly hot lava fueled <laughs> water pool. <laughs> well, you get the Iceland ones, which is like yeah. a jacuzzi. Yeah, these ones weren't. <laughs> a bit warmer. Uh, <laughs> People die from these. Uh, but the thing I found interesting, similar, to, well, why I liken it to the I'm not a deer, Leonard, you know, um, story from last week, that uh, she kind of had this self realization uh, where I think the deer victim said, Well, I'm not going to do this again. Yeah. Uh, this woman, uh, despite her burns from the fall, drove 50 miles until being pulled over by park rangers. <laughs> I like she, she didn't like wave for help. Yeah. The park rangers pulled her over. <laughs> that burnt woman shouldn't be driving that car. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see it from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a camera melted into her face. <laughs> Hot spring. <laughs> Pull over. You shouldn't be that burnt and driving. Um, and she was taken by a helicopter to a hospital. Oh. Like, fuck cars. <laughs> you need to get there by sky. Yeah, you need to be air-cooled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just 
Um, in similar news, a man who was walking off a boardwalk near Old Faithful, which I believe is in your lesson as well, yeah. fell into the hot spring and also suffered serious burns. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop! <laughs> What's the most, also, what's the most yeah. dangerous thing in a park in England? Like <laughs> a swan, maybe? Yeah. Well, they can break your, they break your bones. Oh, but some people dispute that. Oh, well, yeah. I always heard that, but I'm pretty sure I could look. kick a swan in the face and, like, fend it off. Maybe, but the will of the moment, you know, if that swan is more switched on than you are that day, <laughs> yeah. you're going to yeah. lose. That swan, that swan had a shower this morning. <laughs> yeah. Which makes uh, it's, it makes I'm still exploring at the moment why the kind of idea is kind of still a little bit all over the place, but I've also believed in a lot of things where, when it comes to fighting geese for or swans, for example. <laughs> if you're not in the right headspace, you're not going to be effective. No, like I'm six foot. Don't four. go for the neck. <laughs> because of my height and weight, I'm able to be a problem for anybody if my headspace is in the right place. Mm. If I can just become difficult and actively engage, this is what I read lots of Andy McNabb when I was a kid, right? It was all about being in the right headspace. But like, if you've got the will to just charge somebody and you're properly motivated and properly switched on, you're going to be an issue. You don't have to be some kind of super skilled bastard. Can be like you're still going to become a problem for somebody than if you were just kind of half-assed trying to escape uh, an abduction. Yeah. So yeah. In the realist of senses, if that swan was more switched on than you, you could lose. <laughs> yeah. Be switched on. <laughs> and uh, elsewhere in Yellowstone in 2016, a 23-year-old fell into a superheated acidic mud mud pot oh. at Yellowstone and he died. Why have they got acid pools, like, open <laughs> to the public? Don't superheat them. <laughs> oh, don't worry, it's acidic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we put a sign up. Yeah, All right. isn't this where fucking Yogi Bear hangs out? Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> well, he's stealing picnic baskets and just being a rascal. Yeah, setting up traps near the superheated mud assembly. <laughs> <laughs> I want barbecue today. Or whatever uh, his accent is, I can't remember. Yeah. And lastly, uh, from, oh no, not I've still got more, but um, the last article from me is the Dutch government has uh, issued some new guidance regarding coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, because apparently there was lots of suggestions that there's lots of advice out there for people in relationships, but not for single people. Because, you know, they're like, oh, if you're in a relationship, just don't have sex if you're infected, and uh, otherwise everything's kind of A-OK. The National Institute for Public Health and the Environment said Singleton should come to an arrangement with someone else. Right. <laughs> they should find a fuck buddy. Isn't that just... This is government s- advice. That's just... Just do just what people do. <laughs> well, if you were a person, a what would you Commit do? Commit to one person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they say that pairing should avoid sex if one of them is infected. Makes right. sense. Yeah, with anything. Um, yeah. Uh, they say it makes sense as a single person that you also want to have physical contact. It's a very cold. I guess single people should have physical relationships with people as well. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Dutch government. Um, should singletons uh, choose to engage in sex, precautions should be taken to minimise. They discussed how best to. They, you should discuss how best to do this together. For example, meet with the same person to have physical or sexual contact. For example, a cuddle buddy or a sex buddy. <laughs> Don't have to go full sex. You could just have a cuddle buddy. Uh, make good arrangements with this person and how many other people you see. The more people you see, the greater chance of infection. They're just telling single people to get in relationships. <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they said that sex with yourself or with others at a distance is possible. It adds suggesting erotic stories and masturbating together as possible solutions. <laughs> so remain two metres apart and you can still have sex. <laughs> Just, have you tried wanking on them from afar? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they told you a story of some kind. Weird NHS guideline. (laughs) I mean, it's it's the Netherlands, but still, can't imagine a a, a doctor is prescribing this. It must be, right? Yeah. The government just can't give medical advice without some doctor saying, yeah, just wank from afar. Yeah. That should be fine. So if you're in in the Netherlands, it's okay to... uh, 
have and with yourself by self distancing as well. Yeah. So there's all there's hope in the Netherlands. And the last article from me, I just liked the headline. I didn't I looked into the story and it was boring. But a black healthcare worker was shot dead eight times by police in his own home. He was killed eight times? Killed eight times. (laughs) (laughs) Shot to death. Eight consecutive times. <laughs> that's not. That's unlucky. Like, Give them a co- break. yeah, there comes a point where you have to be like, that's not coincidence. That's racism. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he killed me eight times, Your Honor. You know, yeah. just, uh, it just seems harsh. Didn't understand. And I like um, that the rest of the story was boring. <laughs> yeah, well, it, they obviously went on to explain that they were shot eight times and then yeah. they died. Yeah, but it was just like just badly the, written. No, the headline is specifically from the Independent. <laughs> I was killed eight at times, at least eight times. <laughs> Stupid people. Uh, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's that's me for this week. Uh, all right, just a few things. Um, a, uh, a restaurant in Virginia um, is set to seat mannequins at empty tables uh, to make social distancing less awkward. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong I'm sure that would work what did we see I am legend he did that in I am legend yeah but right. these people going to the restaurant aren't going insane for lack of contact like <laughs> he's might be <laughs> but like yeah well, he went into like a, a rec- an HMV or something like that and there was mannequins up looking at stuff and he had conversations with them yeah last man on earth he was talking to somebody yeah what was he talking to? I've completely, it's gone out of my mind. Oh, balls. Sport yeah, balls. yeah, yeah. The yeah. ones he set up in the bar. <laughs> yeah, tennis balls and volleyballs and yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah, so I think there's def- it's not the most insane thing in the world. No, but if you, but go to a, if you went to a restaurant, <laughs> would you feel more awkward next to, like, an empty table? Or <laughs> next to one of, like, a mum and dad and two kids dressed in, like... The new season's clothing from next. With no face. <laughs> like, <laughs> with, Missing heads. With no eyes. <laughs> like <Yeah>. three fingers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then. Posed as though could... they're eating chips. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you could embalm, like, people who've died in situations and put them in the. That might, that might be yeah. a bit more humanistic, right? Maybe they Just could to... do it like those, um, like those weird exhibits you get at museums, like when you've got like the dinosaurs the posed, and then they play and the noises and like battle music and shit over the top as though the dinosaurs are actually fighting. <laughs> But they're just staying still. You just have a couple next to you posed as mannequins and then they're having this massive argument. Yeah, this ridiculously <laughs> horrific argument. Like, how did you get a D in geography? Waiters! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I get another milkshake, please? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call the police! Alright, we'll just... Everything's normal now, so it kind of makes sense. I reckon there's validity in it. I reckon there is. I think it's very surreal to accept... But I reckon people like myself, I'd feel, well, I, I don't know. I'd have to try both. I'd have to go into the Mannequin Cafe and uh, the non-Mannequin Burger King and see what the difference is. <laughs> but that could probably help yeah. with your psychosis. <laughs> just, uh, it's just strange to me. Um, <laughs> have, have, you done any, like, uh, have you done any online dating since all this stuff started? Not really. I did go on one date, but that was with someone that I previously dated briefly a long time ago. It was like a Zoom thing. Yeah, and it was FaceTime or right. something, or okay. WhatsApp or something in a car park. Oh, maybe it's a thing then. Um, like, There's a company that started selling um, fake muscles and fake boobs for people on Zoom dates. <laughs> <laughs> like stuff to put under their shirts. Right. But it's okay. just a torso thing. Just a torso thing. Yeah, well, they can't see your legs, so... <laughs> They're not selling legs. Paraplegics are making a killing on the online dating market right now. Uh, it Just... makes sense, but only because people are fucking ridiculous anyway. I guess. High heels and, I don't know, chicken fillets and sock bulges or whatever. Yeah. People do anything to try and think of, this is... 
what relationships are, right? This is how this is how important relationships. How much debt have you got? It's, uh, heard it on a podcast a while ago. It's very important. It's not just like uh, yeah, connect to someone. But there's probably a whole dating market for people just looking for release of some kind. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it's built for that. It's just uh, I I don't get it, but I haven't been in the dating thing for a long time. Well, the wig game is uh, stepped up. If that's the if you start wearing wigs in your Zoom dates, you've got to keep <laughs> that wig up for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's loads of weird. I mean, I, I've never. I, I'm trying to think. I think there's there's a few uh, ticks that I've uh, been put off by. Like uh, people's different people doing different facial expressions in terms of their mannerisms, I felt to be quite strange sometimes. Just like somebody who clicks all the time, I couldn't connect to. I don't know why, but there was a weird resistance there. But people have it with height a lot of the time, don't they? But yeah. Like, um, have you watched any? Again, this, I only know this from podcasts. But uh, Ninety Day Fiance before the Ninety Days. Did you watch any of that? No. Uh, that's really viral at the moment in a lot of podcasts and um it's it's basically it's 90 day fiance so it's basically marrying someone within 90 days right uh for a green card or whatever and uh yeah the biggest com- can i mean there's a guy on there who has no neck he just hasn't got a neck <laughs> right and uh the first thing the woman the Col- i think uh colombian woman or something like that meets him she says you told me you were five foot ten and you're not <laughs> so, <laughs> guy hasn't got a neck Jesus. Yeah, it's intense. Like, yeah, he's not tall. He'd be taller if he had a fucking neck. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a nice guy, but then, yeah, he got paranoid and fucked up and everything. But uh, everyone's got... My point is, everyone's got their own weird dating requirements. You need to... I've, I've sent... I think I've sent you Tinder screenshots I've, I've had of, like... Um, I'm tired of people messaging me who aren't Filipino. <laughs> All right? <laughs> so, this woman would only date Filipino men. Yeah. Same with like hair color, but height is a really big one. I've never, yeah. it's never been a consideration for me. But I, I do think I've had a different dating experience because I'm tall-ish. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Why not give yourself fake muscles and fake breasts if you, if you think that's going to help? I suppose. Um, that person's not switched on. I'll put it that way. <laughs> We've done some stuff about lonely animals um, in zoos. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, so uh, penguins from a zoo in Missouri uh, enjoyed a morning of fine art at a local museum, which is good. Um, <laughs> were they taken there or did they escape? They, they were taken there. They were taken oh, there okay. and we're let loose let around the museum of paintings. Um, <laughs> Do you uh, mind the, if we, have you seen Night at the Museum too? <laughs> yeah, we're thinking about just doing that for real. Do you mind? <laughs> it says there, there was a live feed for people at home. So you can watch the penguins <laughs> watching paintings. <laughs> you can watch them try and understand the latest impressionists. Yeah, well, it also says they seem to be drawn to Italian Baroque techniques. <laughs> uh, reacting could more... It could be true. It could be true. I'm not laughing against it. It could be true. Well, they reacted more favourably to Caravaggio than to Monet. Oh, OK. So... How do you judge a penguin's favour? I favor? don't know. Fuck me, gives it a fish. My- <laughs> this group of penguins gave Monet a fish. Just, it's, it's, well, what would you do if it, if it feeds a chick? It'd vomit, right? Like, oh! Oh, lovely piece, lovely yeah. piece. <laughs> uh, I guess they got to get as much media attention as they can. Yeah. Because otherwise yeah. they're just going to go out of business. And there was, no there one, was one in Chicago that, that that sent their penguins to a, to an aquarium, which again, mm. like, seems backwards logic to send fish-eating birds to an aquarium. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I guess they're behind glass. You do what you got to do. Just don't call it a buffet. It will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Press will love it. Yeah. Um, and finally... Um, the uh, a commission in Dayton, which I, I think is the the council. Let's say the council, the council of Dayton, Ohio, um, has banned wearing masks while committing crimes. <laughs> <laughs> they believe in the honor system in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. If you're going to rob a bank, please take off your mask first. <laughs> yeah. Out of consideration, we just don't want. <laughs> yeah. 
You can, uh, like, eating grapes at the uh, supermarket is technically theft, right? Just, and I guess you'd ask them to remove their mask first. Just <laughs> yeah. uh, anything that would help us, please. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't take your mask off, we're going to have trouble identifying you. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but the sentencing will be worse because you've broken the law of wearing yeah. a mask while committing a crime. So if they do catch you, they tack on extra years because, yeah. well, he wore his mask <laughs> when he shouldn't have been. I was worried about getting the virus. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's a dress code to all crimes now. Yeah. And you have broken that dress code. And you're robbing a bank. There's already a glass screen. <laughs> yeah. It's a waste mm. of PPE. We have to get more body bags in. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it from me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird week. Weird yeah. week. Uh, we mentioned last week that um, our, uh, Boris Johnson was going to release some kind of uh, plan to ease back into society, and we mm. kind of said it's probably not going to be anything. It wasn't really anything. It's just now you can go for a walk more than once. Yeah pretty much my understanding of it oh but i think that's where all my whole thought process that that's one of the firing triggers um for me when uh, about switching on because it was no longer feasible to wait for things to reopen yeah because we've been in this for like two months now i think mm. and um the basic prediction is it's going to be at least another two months before things return to normal and return to normal for everybody is different but for me it's sitting in a sauna with other people i.e. me going to my gym, going for a swim, and then having a sauna. Yeah. For me, that'd be like, right, things are back to normal. I feel good. And that's going to be the last thing to be rein- reinstated because of just how ridiculously contagious a sauna probably is. So, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that led me on to a way of thinking of, like, I can't wait until my sauna opens up again because it could be a minimum two months. I need to start looking after myself and waiting for the gym to do that. Mm. So that's uh, I think that's what triggered a lot of uh, this inward thinking and trying to look for change yeah so yeah and i think they pushed the furlough stuff towards october as well yeah they said they pushed the scheme over to yeah to 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 end in october um or to to, they extended it to october whether it will end i don't know um but companies don't have to take it up because at at the end of the day whatever money they take is money they're going to have to pay back so yeah but it's that or lose your workforce yeah Yeah, I I read something interesting that there was um there's there's uh, restaurants in oh it, it might have been Baltimore but I I could swear it was South America it was it was mm. more, not South America it was more Southern um right. where they'd open back up um and the workers were refusing to come back because they get more money from uh, from unemployment benefit than they do from being paid by the restaurant which is fucking sad. <laughs> Yeah, well, that implies that the the restaurant's not paying the minimum. Well, in America, they don't have, they don't have to wage. Yeah, 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 it's a weird one. Good, yeah, because they live off tips or whatever. Mm. Yeah, lots yeah. of things are going to change in yeah. terms of the types of jobs, the availability of jobs, and like there could be more work at home jobs, and a lot of people are going to be moved away from certain fields. Like I said, zero hour contracts. I can't imagine any. Uh, I can't imagine as many people taking them. Um, yeah. After it all goes back, people still need to work, and if there's no jobs, they'll take the zero-hour contract. But mm. yeah, lots of things going to change. It's going to be yeah. interesting to w- yeah. to witness. Mm. I think um, fun. Yeah, but um, I've got to go and do a barbecue anyway. So yeah, okay, let's wrap it up. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm going to start leaning more into stories of my abuse. Uh, probably be another hour or two. Um, let's see, oh, but you've got your barbecue, right? So I guess I guess you don't want to hear about Just all this. Call me. Call me afterwards. All right. No, I think that's another thing about the whole thing is people expect it to be treated in a different way. Yeah. It's all about you are who you are. It's yeah. just a different terminology to what you've gone through, and you can be whoever you want to be in the future. Um, unless you want to wear someone's skin, then you need to make sure that they moisturise properly and that their corpse can fit in in, in a. And a, a reasonable amount of bags. Yeah. Anyway, I'm at Nick Snip. <laughs> Sing it, Steve. <laughs> we're at Pulling Teeth Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and we're at Pulling Teeth Podcast on Facebook. Is that the order we've got to do it in now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least right. those three together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, you can email us at wisdom at pullingteethpodcast.com. Send us all your yeah. articles and your funny shit. 
Yeah, just if you want to. Yeah. Or not with us. funny shit, just interesting shit. Yeah. Don't ask us about, like, how do you deal with getting over a relationship? Because I don't care. We just don't care. We'll just refer you to a three year old who's got. Yeah. He's already figured all that kind of stuff out. He's learned to spell it's dad hard. on his Life blocks. Life is hard. It will get better. Yeah. Time. There you, there you go. go. Very easy Done. answer. And uh, yeah, we've got the website, pullingteethpodcast.com, which now has an Amazon banner, which we keep on forgetting to mention. Mm. At the top of the page, if you click on that and then do your normal Amazon shopping, we'll get a kickback, which will help the podcast. It won't, you won't have to pay anything extra. It's just a rec- little bit recommendation fee they'll give us back if you want to support us by doing that. Yeah. It'd be great. Cool. Cool. So yeah, fun times. We covered all the we covered the Yellowstone uh, boiling people, people who accidentally boiled in a geezer and then got helicoptered mm. in. Uh, weird conversation about abuse, which I think is going to come up in a strange thing in the end. We'll see. I how think it it'll work. Good work. In, we've had the odd introspective episode. I think we've had the odd uh, mm. forty minutes of strange conversation, followed by a bull <laughs> scratching his ass to lose power to everybody else. So yeah. we're pulling teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>